But this is one of the games that narcissists like to play. This is a personal boundary issue, guys. This is how they make you feel small in a relationship to, to actually invisible in a relationship. You have no say. You have no voice. You don't feel anything. As far as, far as like the narcissist goes, you're just a drug that they can use. That's it. One might wonder why the narcissist and personality has suddenly disappeared from the radar. Why he or she is not hoovering. What happened? One may become more obsessed with the narcissist while attempting to figure out how to restore a dysfunctional, toxic, and volatile relationship with him or her. Now, there are a few key words here. One key word is dysfunctional. Another is toxic. The third key word is volatile. Okay, now the person, they want to restore such a relationship. So when a person is reactionary due to the narcissist having new supply, and what makes it even crazier is that the new supply seems to be a downgrade. So they have done the one down method in order to drive you completely up the wall and breaking your heart at the same time so while you may be or another person right whoever this is referring to they may be reactionary all the while this person more than likely is not critically thinking about first of all the relationship with the narcissist is dysfunctional secondly why would you want to restore pardon me why would you want to restore such a toxic and volatile relationship okay and all the while again it's dysfunctional when a person is in their feelings when they're in their egos they're not thinking about this okay now I'm not scolding I'm just pointing something out how easily it is for us to overlook what's right in front of us especially when the discard and devaluation is happening okay so why is he, why isn't he or she hoovering okay we're thinking about well, what's ha what's happened why haven't they suddenly disappeared the narcissist is hoping to throw you in such confusion they're hoping you start uh focusing in on things that really don't matter and that is why aren't they hoovering does it matter especially when the, the relationship is dysfunctional who cares what happened as far as like the narcissist goes the thing that you want to look at about what happened is why did you end up in the dysfunctional relationship in the first place but see the narcissist knows more than likely you're not going to go there when you ask that question or when I ask that question or anyone who may have been romantically involved with the narcissist or cluster personality when we ask that question what happened we're not asking about how we ended up in the dysfunctional relationship in the first place we want to restore it right so what happened why did the dysfunctional relationship fall apart well the key word is dysfunctional it wasn't functioning naturally in the first place so when we ask that question what happened we want to know how can we restore a dysfunctional, toxic, and volatile relationship.
This, I just wanted to really break this down because I've actually made this mistake myself, like many of us have. When the relationship seemingly is over, right? It appears to be over. But what the narcissist has done, what the cluster B personality has done, is place the romance on the back burner. They want to come back to it. Narcissists and cluster B personalities, they don't end relationships in a responsible manner. They don't do it in a respectable manner. They just go from one person to the next. So a person may become obsessed, okay? Or their obsession may increase with the narcissist since now they have new supply. So the narcissist loves to influence people to go absolutely bonkers, figuratively speaking, okay? When it comes to them uh, just putting it in the face of everyone that they have new supply, especially if the new supply seems to be a downgrade, all right? And the thing that a lot of us miss is that even though it appears to be a downgrade, the narcissist is still being supplied, and that is what's most important to the narcissist and of course the personality. So the privilege, so the perk for him or her is that you're also displaying signs of not only being obsessed, but you are trying to figure out how to restore a dysfunctional relationship with him or her. That's the perk for the narcissist. That's just the icing on the cake or the cherry on top, figuratively speaking, for him or her. Which is exactly why, or one of the main reasons why, the narcissist and cluster personality is not hoovering. Why should they? Why, why? I mean, why would they have to? They really don't have to. They're getting the supply. See, the narcissist and cluster personality, they're getting the supply because you are displaying See, you're displaying your confusion about what happened, right? You're displaying it. They don't have to hoover you. They don't have to suck you back in. They've got you, and they know it. Next slide. Stay focused. Codependent relationships are addictive, even if the other people involved are not cluster personality types, such as those who have a histrionic personality or a narcissistic personality or antisocial personality, or a borderline personality. They're highly addictive nonetheless. Take some steps to try not to second guess yourself as much. When a person is in a relationship that is highly addictive, okay, with cluster personality type, they often second guess themselves because their self-esteem and their confidence takes a hit. All right, this is, this is, I mean, this happened to me. So I understand how a person's confidence level and their self-esteem can suffer. And then they start second-guessing themselves. So by staying focused, you can thrive forward past narcissistic abuse rather than becoming stagnant and staying in the sunken place for a long period of time, which is actually where the narcissist wants you anyway. The narcissist would like nothing more than for you to remain in the sunken place. If they should try to hoover you back in, that's where they're going to look first, in the sunken place, figuratively speaking. All right? They want to find you still down in the dumps. The narcissist and cluster personality, they often want to find you in the same shape they left you in. Five signs that your friendship 
and your narcissist relationships are bad for your mental health. Sign number one, you may be showing signs of stress. Narcissist relationships tend to be emotionally stressful as well as financially stressful. Sign number two, you may be depressed. Believe it or not, those who have a narcissistic personality can also be diagnosed with depression. Sign number three, there may be addiction. Sign number four, fierce one-upmanships or competition. Sign number five, enmeshment or an identity crisis. However, you may be starting to show signs that you are done with the narcissist. Sign number one, you're no longer seeking them out to help you gain closure. So sign number two that you're done with the narcissist is that you're no longer interested in reinvesting in a toxic relationship. So sign number three, that you're done, you're, you're I mean, you're done <laughs> with the narcissist is that you no longer make yourself emotionally available to them. Busting down your personal boundary will be the foundation to the codependent narcissistic relationship. So once they bust down your boundary, this often becomes a main theme to the codependent narcissistic relationship. So what is the theme of the relationship? What are some other themes to the relationship? Deception, okay? Now, when I'm talking about the theme of the relationship, that means what's actually going on in the relationship to make it dysfunctional. So you have deception. You have all types of shenanigans that he or she pulls. They're engaged in diabolical tactics, okay? They do the smear campaigning. They recruit flying monkeys. All of these things keep you off your square. So once they find out they can break down your boundaries, this is very often the foundation to a codependent narcissistic relationship because now they know they can do other things to make sure your boundaries stay down. Once he or she finds out you don't have any boundaries or you don't really practice boundaries, well, they're not gonna respect that you may wanna start to practice boundaries. This is often why when you switch up the gamesmanship with him or her, yeah, they're not very happy. So narcissists and cluster personality types, they don't like change anyway. So when you switch up the gamesmanship and you start wanting to practice personal boundaries, they're gonna look at you like you have three heads. Very often, we're caught between a rock and a hard place, especially when we wanna start to become healthier. Okay, we wanna start uh, demonstrating our growth. Some of us are outgrowing narcissistic codependent relationships, but it's hard for us to vocalize that. It's hard sometimes to express that. I mean, well, actually consciously. I know I had this problem a few years ago, but when I started to make more decisions for myself, right? That was, that was reflective of my outgrowing narcissistic codependent relationships. Hi, I'm Cassandra. I want to thank you for tuning in to another video on the Luminous Star channel. Every week, there are new videos. Friendly reminder, every week on the Luminous Star podcast, there are new episodes coming out. Be sure to tune in. Tool number one, be sure to take time out to invest in people, places, and things that are in alignment with the purpose of why you're here. Very often after narcissist relationships, a person can lose sight of the purpose of their life.
Tool number two, accept that you are outgrowing the narcissist relationship. Acceptance can be very powerful and keep you focused on thriving forward. Tool number three, challenge yourself to make choices that bring about necessary changes in your life. More than likely, this will boost your confidence in problem solving.